All right, we're a day early. It is April 4th, 2017, and today we're going to talk about a life set apart. What does that mean to be set apart? Is there a word for set apart? Is there something that God has dictated to be set apart? Uh, we're going to, we're going to touch on that today, uh, on Word Today, uh, the podcast and the Bible study, uh, which is what this is. Uh, feel free to use the content. Uh, I don't own any of this. This is all God's. Uh, share it. I just ask you not to modify it. Uh, share it in whole. Uh, don't chop it up and make things out to what you want them to be. Uh, the gospel uh, doesn't work that way. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Uh, so just use the whole thing. All right. Today we're going to be talking about a life set apart. Now I'm going to read to you a scripture. Uh, we're going to go into the word meaning of the scripture, uh, and then we're going to circle back around uh, to the scripture again and just kind of go over what uh, the scripture is actually telling us, what the word really means. Remember, this is the month of deeper. Uh, we had a theme uh, going back for as, uh, as long as I can remember with these these uh, podcasts, which started off as video logs, which started off as uh, actual video phone calls through, uh, Facebook live and, uh, WhatsApp, Google hangouts. So now it's kind of the evolution has brought us to the audio podcast format. Uh, and we had a theme for November, December, January, February, March. Uh, and now we're in April and this is our month of going deeper. We're going to go deeper into the word, get a deeper, richer context. So the, what I want to read to you now is Isaiah 6, starting at verse 1. In the year of King Uzziah's death, the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to another and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And if you hear feet running around, those are my dogs, Selena and Megan. I want to bring close attention here, though, to holy, holy, holy. What does holy mean? It's a noun. It's masculine. The transliteration is Kadesh, uh, which is how you pronounce it. Uh, the short definition is holy, but what does it come from? It comes from uh, uh, the meaning of apartness or to set apart. So Kadesh, uh, excuse me, means to set apart, uh, apartness, to set apart. Uh, and we kind of touched on this on the last Bible study, uh, but it means holy is to set apart. So let's, let's kind of read that again. Uh, let's start at verse two. Seraphim stood above him, each knowing uh, each having six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to the other one and said, Holy, 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 or set apart, set apart, set apart is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, doesn't that just change things a little bit? And one called out to the, another and said, Set apart, set apart, set apart. Is the Lord of hosts. Isn't that powerful? If you ever had something that was set apart. When I grew up, my mother set apart. Uh, some family set apart like 
silverware, and, and when guests come over, they, they, they eat on the nice silverware, or some family set apart china. My mother set apart the entire living room. The living room was set apart uh, for the house's glory. When people came over, the rest of the house could be a wreck, but my mother would bring them into the living room. They would sit on the living room couch, and that was the only place they were allowed to go. They couldn't ask to use the bathroom because the bathroom wasn't set apart. You could only sit in the living room. The living room was the only room that was set apart. Uh, it was nice. Uh, we weren't really allowed to ever go in there. It was kept immaculate and it was set apart. So what, so it's saying here, set apart, set apart, set apart. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. That is awesome. That is saying, Hey, set apart. God is set apart. This is God isn't what you think uh, he is. God isn't on the same level as your car. God isn't on the same level as your job. God isn't on the same level as your spouse. The Lord is set apart. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, what does that mean? That the whole hurt, the whole earth is full of his glory. Well, we kind of went on that. I uh, talked about that a little bit as well. Uh, and we said what glory meant, but I'll go ahead and uh, give you that definition again as well. But glory comes from the word doiko, a doio, uh, and it's kind of appearance or seems or appears. Um, and in context, it appears to mean that people reverence God. It is not a word, just kind of like holy isn't a word of itself. It means set apart. It's, it's an action that means the individual is setting God apart. And here, glorious, kind of along those same lines, it means that the whole earth will reverence God. It's not just, oh, he is full of glory. It's the earth is full of his glory. The earth will recognize who God is and honor him. So God is set apart and the earth reverences, people reverence the whole earth. Everything in the earth reverences God. That is the glory. So holy is set apart. And glory is as to seem or appear and in contents uh, context, it appears to mean the reverence that others, the earth, the earth is reverencing and everyone in the earth is reverencing, reverencing God. So we did holy, we did glory. We got one more uh, spirit, spirit, pneumo, kind of the word that we get uh, pneumonia from or pneumo meaning lungs uh, means blow breath or as the wind. And it kind of refers back to when God blew breath into man, giving him life. So it's it's basically a way of saying life. So when we think about the spirit, we instantly think about our spirits and the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, and with the Holy Spirit, you think what what makes excuse me what makes the spirit holy? What makes the spirit holy? Because remember, I have a spirit. You have a spirit. Uh, people that have gone before us have a spirit. People coming after us have. Spirits. What what makes the spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit? We talked about the Holy Spirit in the last podcast. As well, but what what makes the Holy Spirit holy? And it's just that that God has set this spirit apart to be part of the 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 triune Godhead, the three that are one. All right. So it is set apart. It's a, it has a spirit. We talked about the personhood of the Holy Spirit. So it is a person it has emotions. The Bible says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Uh, and with that, it is an individual. It's a person. 
but it is a it is a spirit that is set apart. It's a spirit we have spirits, but this spirit is specifically set apart. It's part of God's spirit, set apart from Himself, yet still holy, having a mind of its own, yet still holy, having power of its own, but still holy. Even Jesus is set apart. He's saying uh, the Bible says that hey, Jesus not to consider Himself one with God. He is part of God. He has the power of God. He is set apart, but yet he is uh, one with God. He isn't trying to overthrow God and take his power. He is set apart. Now, out of holiness, uh, glory, and spirit, today I want to focus on holiness. And those are your fun facts. We said we kind of were going to do fun facts. Uh, so consider those your fun facts, right? Uh, last podcast, we talked about hell and it and the uh, Gehenna. Uh, in the Henan Valley. Um, and that was kind of the, the fun facts, if you will, kind of gruesome in a way, but the fun facts, no one likes talking about hell, but it's a real place. Uh, and we need to discuss it. If it's in the Bible, we should discuss it. Um, but today we're going to talk about holiness. I want to really hone in on holiness. Um, and now that we know holy means to, to be set apart, I want to just go through some scriptures and hopefully they, they have a new light on them and a new understanding. And we know that holiness, what holiness means, right? So Romans eleven sixteen says, if the first person, uh, the first piece of dough is holy, excuse me, the lump is also. And if the root is holy, the branches are too. So if the first piece of dough, so if the, the dough is holy, then the lump of dough is holy. And if the root is holy, the branches are holiest too. Now let's go back and read that. If the first piece of dough is set apart, then the whole lump is set apart. And if the root of the tree or the plant is set apart, then the branches are set apart. What does that mean? That means that if the root of the matter is set apart, everything that comes out of the root is also set apart. If the whole is set apart, then if I take a piece out of the whole, it's still set apart. And that is powerful when you think about it. It, 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 I don't want to jump too far into it, but just ponder on if a piece of it is set apart or if the whole is set apart, then every little piece is set apart. If the root is set apart, the branches are set apart. It's kind of like saying if the car is set apart, then of course the seats in the car are set apart. Uh, a fortiori argument, right? If the whole car is set apart, then of course the tires are set apart. The tires are part of the car. So if the whole thing is set apart, the whole thing is whole, the whole thing is set apart for the glory of God. And of course, every little individual piece is set apart. Jude one twenty says this, but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Let's yes, let's substitute holy for set apart. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up uh, in your most holy uh, faith or in your faith that is set apart and praying in the spirit that is also set apart. The spirit is set apart just for the glory of God to be in us, uh, to grow us, to, to make grace available to us and our faith that is set apart. We may have faith in our spouse, may have faith in our friends, but this faith is set apart. It's faith in God. And that kind of goes back to Romans eleven sixteen, right? If the smaller pieces, if the larger piece is set apart, then a little piece is set apart. And I'm going to just kind of dive in. I just feel led to dive in there. And I, and the punchline is this, and I have a few more scriptures and I want to get to them, but listen, the punchline is this. Look at our lives. Our lives, if we're Christians, are set apart, aren't they? 
Well, what do you mean by set apart? Just that. It's, it's set apart. If, uh, our lives are set apart, there's some things that are also set apart. If I say that I'm a Christian and I am set apart, then that means that if I am set apart, the whole, that means that every piece of my life is also set apart. So if I'm set apart for God, then everything in my life is also set apart. And you're saying, okay, Levi, who says that I'm set apart? Well, first Peter first one and 15 says this, but just as he who called you is set apart is holy. So be holy in all you do. So be set apart in everything you do. The next verse 16 says this for it is written, be set apart because I am set apart. Be ye holy because I am holy. Be set apart because I am set apart. And we read uh, that right off. That was one of the first scriptures we read. That God is, is set apart. Holy, holy, holy. Set apart, set apart, set apart is our God. He is set apart from anything in our lives, from our job, from our, our struggles, from our glories, from our friends, from our family, from our stresses, from our ambitions. God is set apart. He's in a category all of his own. And now the Lord is saying, yes, I am set apart, but I'm actually calling you to be set apart. Because if you're set apart, then everything else in your lives are set apart, right? Because if the whole car is set apart, then every little piece of the car, the trunk, the engine, the tires are also set apart. What does that mean? That means if you are set apart for the glory of God, that means you at work, your work life is set apart. So if everything, if you are set apart, everything is set apart. That is what that comes along with you. Your work is set apart. That means you at work still represent God, not your, your selfish or your personal ambitions. That means that if it, if it caused you to lose a promotion, to be closer to the staff, to teach them about the glory of God, that's fine because you are set apart and you will allow God to elevate you or move you as he sees fit. Now I'm not talking about in the middle of corporate meetings going, Jesus is Lord. That's not winning souls. What I'm saying is if you have an opportunity to witness to someone in an appropriate way, what is an appropriate way? A way that will turn them on to the gospel versus turn them off. So if you're supposed to be lecturing someone uh, about something they did wrong and then you just go into talking to them about Jesus, that may not be the best time. You have to fill it out and, and let the Holy Spirit lead you. The spirit that is set apart just for these type of missions and tasks. But the objective is putting God first. Putting God first. There's there's a, a mayor that didn't want to remove the Ten Commandments out of his courthouse because he says, hey, my I'm, my life is set apart, which means my job is set apart. And if uh, going against God means keeping this job, then I'd rather lose the job. There was a woman that stood up and says, I really don't feel comfortable. It was a justice of the peace. I don't really feel com- comfortable marrying gay couples. Uh, and they wanted to, um, they may have arrested her. And I know that her job became in jeopardy. I don't know if she still has that job, but her uh, feelings were, listen, I am set apart. My whole life is set apart, which means my job is set apart. And I would rather keep God and lose the job than keep the job and lose my holiness and not be set apart, not honor my God. Because if I am set apart, then it means the pieces of my life are set apart. The work piece is set apart. The home piece is set apart. There's, there's sometimes if you're single and you're dating, uh, that you may be in a compromised position. Someone wants to have sex or someone wants to, uh, drink, uh, and nothing's wrong with drinking, but get drunk. Um, 
and that is a sin. The Bible says uh, Jesus drank, but it does. It, so drinking into sin, but getting drunk is. And I know that's a controversial topic for Christians, but it shouldn't be. We should go by the Bible, and the Bible says that uh, drunkenness is a sin. That's it. Being drunk is a sin. Not drinking, but getting to the point where you inebriate it. You're tripping over stuff. You're vomiting. You're drunk. You then no, you you've gone too far. And anything in uh, excess is can normally be sinful. Uh, so being set apart, your work life being set apart, your home life being set apart, school life being set apart. Uh, if it means going to a frat party or a sorority party, um, that's going to compromise your faith or if people know that you're a believer, you know that you're a believer, your God knows that you're a believer, yet you're somewhere that compromises everything you believe in, and, and then you want to see if you can witness? No. Not at all. So we have to be set apart. Every part of our life has to be set apart. Because once again, if the whole is set apart, then the pieces, aren't they set apart too? If the entire glass is filled with water, then would that entire glass uh, include the middle of the glass? If the entire glass is filled with water, then the middle of the glass is filled with water, right? The bottom of the glass is filled with water. The top of the glass, because the entire glass encompasses the top, middle, and the bottom. A life set apart. Leviticus 21.8. Regard them as holy because they offer up the food of your God. Consider them holy because I am the Lord and make you holy. Regard them as set apart, their life, their purpose, their plan, because they offer up the food of your God. Consider them set apart because I, the Lord, am and make you. I, the Lord, am make you holy. Because I, the Lord, am holy. I make you holy. I'm set apart, so I make you set apart. Hopefully, I gave you a second to just let that thing sit, uh, kind of sink in. Being set apart, it's a privilege, and I'm I'm going to end this with this. This is all my time, but I want to end end with this. We all desire to be in the in crowd. God designed us to have friends. God designed us to be communal. God designed us to want to be around people and to love people. But that love and that desire to be in the in crowd should never make us leave the area of being set apart to an area of sinful inclusion. God says, be holy for I am holy. I'm set apart. I'm not like anything else. I'm not on the level of anything else. And you need to be the same way. You're not like anything else. I made you unique. If there's. Nine billion people on the planet. Everyone has a different mission and a different purpose. That's why God doesn't condone suicide. That's a life that had a purpose that will never be fulfilled by anyone else because that life had a specific mission that only that life could do. There's people that can imitate you, but they can't be you. There's people that can duplicate some of your efforts, but they can't be you. You have a unique purpose. You are set apart. It's important to know. It's important to know. Love you guys. Uh, like, share, subscribe, um, and have a tremendous week. Uh, I'll see you guys uh, on Tuesday.